broadcasting live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios deep inside the secret bee cave. It's Joel Blank and Jeremy Brenham. The BK, I like that. Uh, Aaron Jones is finally going to get a ring, it looks like. Maybe the Cornhole World Championship. This is Joe putting this on the rundown, by the way. I like how I get dragged for it. Um, I didn't even know Aaron Jones was a Cornhole. talk about it. Did you even know Aaron Jones was a Cornhole? Yeah, I saw it. I didn't know articles on it, and I've seen uh, tweets about it. I I wonder if he wears the big Oakley sunglasses while he's playing. I think he was. I would expect quarterbacks to be better at Cornhole than running backs. Hot tech. Cash them or trash them? No, 30 minutes too early. I cash that. Yeah, right? I think so. Yeah, from a standpoint of anything where you're throwing with accuracy. If you told me before the show today that a a current member of the Green Bay Packers was on the brink of a cornhole world championship, I mean, that was Jordan Love. Well, I wouldn't have thought it was. If it was Aaron Rodgers, yes. But if it's Jordan Love, Jordan Love, I'm not sure, is going to hit the board. Jordan, Jordan Love getting some strays here. Yeah. So think about it for a second. What is the backyard game you think you could win a world championship in? 713-780-3776. We'll get to that in two minutes. Let's get Willie in here, though. Wants to talk some Astros baseball. We never miss a chance to talk to Willie. I love talking to Willie. Willie, you're in the hive with the Killer Bees. What's on your mind today? Hey, how's it going? I wasn't going to call to this. I just heard this. That Yana Diaz is a better better hitter than Corey Joe. You disagree? I I just had to call. Uh Uh-huh. Why do you disagree? I wholeheartedly disagree. Why? Uh, you know, batting average against left-handed hitters, hitting with men in scoring position, chase rate, swing rate, man on third base, less than two outs. He's better. At him. He's better than him and all that. Who slugs better? I, what I not? Huh? Who slugs better? What now? Who slugs better? Who has huh? more power? Who has more pop? Oh, slug. Oh, okay. I heard you then. My phone is. Yeah. Uh, oh, Diaz, of course, when he hit the ball. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Really. And, uh, and my, my, my three things I do, real quick. First of all, I put Chaz in center field every day. I put Doobie at shortstop, and I put Diaz at catch it all most right. of the time. So you're Thank benching you. Jeremy Pena. Appreciate the call, Willie. Will, Willie always makes great points. Like he, who has a better batting average right now, Yiner or Corey Jolks? Corey Jolks is a better batting average. Who hits better with runners in scoring position? Jolks does. He did he his homework. He brought Jokes. it to the table. Good, good points. Who is a more, who is a better offensive player? And look, I love Corey Jolks. Go Cougs. Yiner to me is a better offensive player right now than Corey Jolks. Willie's points are right. Better average, better contact rate. Uh, he's going to draw some more walks. He's going to steal more bases. You know what the solution is? Yiner catches, like Willie said. Like, I agree with you, Willie. Like, you get Jolks in the lineup and Yiner in the lineup. How do you do that? You bench Maldonado. So I agree with you, Willie, and you bring up some good points. Uh, I think the better offensive player is Yiner. There's things that Corey Jolks certainly does better than Yiner Diaz. Uh, Chaz and Center, I agree with no that. No doubt. No question about that. I'm I'm not going to give him doobie at shortstop over Jeremy Pena. Though. No way. Not, not going to do that. Pena's still playing a very good defensive God, go shortstop. Go back and look at just the the, la- the week, last weekend, the plays deep in the hole that he did the jump throw, and that there was, was there was a couple of them, and they were there was no doubt that ball was on a clothesline getting to first base on the fly. Yep. Come on, man! I know Doobie's capable of make you know making some plays. He ain't making plays like that. I think Doobie would be a Gold Glove at second if he played the full year. I don't know if I would say the same thing at short. And Dana did have the one inning where he started the inning with an error, kind of led to a big inning. So play devil's advocate. Uh, people are surprised by this, though. Like, 
I'm a huge OPS guy. I think you have a healthy respect sure. to OPS. Uh-huh. Yes, it doesn't tell the whole story. I, I think it tells a pretty good story of like the better offensive player. You know, there's only one point difference between Mauricio Dubon and Jeremy Pena in OPS. Dubon seven hundred one, Pena seven hundred. They're one point off in OPS, and Pena I think is a better defensive shortstop. He is a better. No defensive knock shortstop. on Dubon because I think Dubon's good defensively anywhere on the infield. I just also think that when Dubon's having a career year, I mean, you know, we've never seen this before, especially at any of these levels. You hope it continues, but you saw a guy in Jeremy Pena that won the American League Championship Series MVP and won the World Series MVP for a reason. Yeah. The dude's been there, done that, done it on the biggest stage, and done it at a high level. I'm not turning my back on that guy. Pena, better defender. He's yes. got a higher ceiling than what he has shown. Yes. Dubon playing close to his peak. Playing out of his mind. Right now. Uh, 713-780-ESPN. All right, let's switch up this conversation. What is the one backyard game that you think you can win a world championship in, like Aaron Jones being on the cusp of finally getting a ring uh, by winning the Cornhole World Championship? Joe putting his headset on. Does wiffle ball count? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. That's wiffle, a backyard wiffle, game. Yeah, I would count game. wiffle ball. I want to I build a wiffle ball park in my backyard at some point. Life goals right there. We had a not-so-perfect wiffle ball field in my backyard. Really? My dad was all-time pitcher, and yeah. the kid's in the neighborhood, and we had like a short fence and a long fence, and boy, man, every kid, we, every weekend, we were playing for hours. Same. Like, you can always create, like, really good wiffle ball parks. Like, yep. some of the best wiffle ball parks in my life, my cousins, John, Justin, uh, my friend Guy, the uh, McGriff Field, right in the front yard there with a tree in left center field. My cousin. Great, great wiffle ball parks. And if it bounces around in the tree, unlike Minute Maid Park, oh, if you live. catch it, it's an out. Absolutely. Right. I, I busted up McGriff's face film time. There was a pop fly between us, and he tried to come over into my territory and catch it, and he ran into my hard head, busted him open right ahead of picture day. My Seven cousin- stitches. That's My cousin look. in Boston, they built Made a him prettier. green monster. That's awesome. And there was a green monster that like went over the fence. It was so cool. That is really so good. It was, it was so cool. We took, I mean, when we kind of graduated from wiffle ball, we would play wood bat, real baseballs, and go to the playground where they had a whole grass field, and then the tennis court was our green monster. Yeah, we and, did that And too. we would set that up so that, and you could only hit it from center to left for all the right-handed hitters. And you know, and you just played a game like that. Uh-huh. Oh my God, we played for days. We would do that with the tennis courts. We also would go to like the high school softball field, and we would use tennis balls instead of wiffle balls. So but if the wind was blowing out, it was a home run derby. Yeah. If the wind was blowing in, they wouldn't Tough. travel. So right. it was like it was the conditions were. I mean, very important, very and very important. I would count wiffle ball certainly. I think wiffle I balls either, in that conversation. I'm big on the. I would be big in the wiffle ball competition and jarts. Charts? Great game. Great game. What is that? They banned it, but it's... Is that because they get, people got hurt? Yeah, the kids got, got hurt impaled. because... What are charts? They're giant darts. Like they're, yeah. like, they're like this big, and there would be like a circle, uh, like 50, There's two like circles. 20 yards away. Yeah, it's about a it's about a two-foot-around circle, and it's it's like cornhole. There's a circle on either end of the yard, and then these, these jarts are weighted on the end. Yeah. It's not sharp on the end. It's a rounded tip, but when it hits the ground, it goes right into the grass. Why wouldn't you just play horseshoes or washers? No, Jarts is elite. Jarts is elite. Jarts is an elite game. It's a massive game in the Midwest. I've never even seen it. Oh, Jeremy, you'd love it. Yeah, you would love Jarts. Yeah, you would love it. I do like Target games. But people got impaled, so they banned it. I mean, you know, shrapnel, whatever. Yeah, (laughs) certain kids, casualties of war, walk in front of the, the lawn jarts game and could catch a stray. I was way better at wiffle ball than I was at baseball. Like... With like those little stupid games, I was really good at for whatever reason. Like stupid games, I was good at the real game, very very mediocre at best. So like wiffle ball, I wouldn't even think of wiffle ball. Wiffle ball would be like top of the list. Now, water volleyball, 
Will we count water volleyball? Yeah. I was a stud at water great volleyball. Game. It was, I was a great fant- game. We used to play so that on good. weekends at, in, in Midtown at the apartment complex because all the girls were sunbathing and the, uh, everybody was doing like their water volleyball best. And yeah, we we'd compete hard in water volleyball. Reigning, defending, undisputed water volleyball champion. Ever, I was great at water volleyball. You guys ever play ladder ball? No. No, what's that? So it's like there's three rungs. And each one is worth a different point. Oh yeah, I've seen and you it. Had like, never, there's I like, have it looks it's like, like a clothesline a, with rings. Yeah. No, yeah. no. I thought it was more bars. No, yeah, they're bars. Oh. It's, and then yeah. what you have, what you're throwing is like it almost looks like two like putt putt balls. They're like tied together by a rope. Yeah, I have. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. yeah you try that. to wrap it around. Yep, yep. That was my game. You see that a lot at tailgates. Yeah, big tailgate. Yeah, game. It's a yep. big tailgate. That game. and I love uh, can jam. Never heard of that. Can jam. What do you do? What does you know? All these games. Jam. It's what we did all summer. Man. Can jam is like it was like a. Uh, haul it out trash can basically, and like the there was a it was open on the top and there was a slit in the middle and you would throw a frisbee, so you would like I would throw it to my oh. partner. Oh, Lance Zerline's in and, on that. Like, I've never heard of this. You would you couldn't catch it. You would you would hit it into the trash can and you get one point. But if you got it through like the slit that was in there, you get the frisbee through that. It was worth more points. That sounds fun. It's a great game. Is that your mission in life? Pretty much for a couple okay. of summers. It sounds yeah. like yeah. yeah. That game sounds really. It's great. What is the Welcome game? To the world, JJ. So wiffle ball, yep. water volleyball, whatever games that Joe George was inventing with his you friends. Yes, like kick the can. Uh, not uh-huh. often. Kick Down the, the road or where? Kick the can and and ditch were big. Where you had teams. Was this before technology? No. Well, kick the can was it's, we we adapted the old school game, but I mean, kick the can where you play it around someone's house or something like that, and you you know the can or the the kickball is in the middle and you're guarding it. Huh. And then at any time, someone can charge you and try and kick the ball. But I believe, and I, it's hard, I don't, I don't, but I believe you have to say, like, one, two, three on Jeremy. You know, if you see him, like, by a bush, one, two, three on Jeremy behind the bush. Yeah. You have to be honest. If, you, if you're truly there, you got to come out. Huh. But, like, if someone comes and kicks the ball, now the whole game resets. Everybody's free to go hide again, and the ball gets replaced, and you're still it. That sounds fun. I, I've never heard of that. My other one would be botchy. Bocce's fun, too. Can I tell you how we screwed with people and kick the can? Because, you know, obviously you want, like, a pass rush where I can't talk fast enough to call everybody out coming at me. So we'd all go run and hide, and then we'd change shirts and hats. I'd wear yours. You'd wear mine. And then all of a sudden it'd be, one, two, three, I mean, jump. And then you'd screw mess with someone, and someone would have to be it for, like, an hour. (laughs) I've heard bocce can be fun on the beach. I've not done it, but I've heard bocce can be fun on the beach. Yeah, kind of. You throw, like, the white ball, or then you, like, hit it with the black ball. Or I guess it could be different colors. Yeah. They have it at St. Arnold's. Let's, when the weather gets oh, nice, let's, oh, go, yeah. let's, go do, let's go play a little There's bocce. Like bocce when we possibly do another remote there? Yeah. When the, I don't want to do it right now when it's 110 degrees. It's too hot. But when the Such weather gets, outside. like, bearable, let's, let's go play a little bocce. Did, didn't you and I take on listeners? I think we, were, we challenged to, and no one, no one stepped up to it. Yeah, we were going to do something at St. Arnold's. Yeah, it was, it was the bocce. It was okay. the bot because the bocce's right there in between the brewery and the little uh, beer garden. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. What backyard game would you be a world champion in? Let's go out to the HRP listener line. Pena, you're in the hive with the Killer Bees. What's up? Hey, good afternoon, gentlemen. Uh, so I had to go with tetherball or wall ball. <laughs> tetherball. Napoleon Dynamite ain't touching me in tetherball, man. <laughs> I want all the smoke with Napoleon Dynamite. And uh, Jeremy, real quick, was it you or Joel? That I saw on Twitter talking about um, was it the celebrity baseball game that Donovan Mitchell hit a hit a home run and then someone tweeted out, uh, "I swear basketball players can play in any sport and win championships oh. or something like that." No, it wasn't. That, it pretty man. much That's wasn't me. You know that? No, it wasn't me sport. either. Thank you. Have a great day. No, it wasn't me either. Appreciate it. But I did see people talking about this on Twitter. 
I did see people talking about it on Twitter. Let's let's hit that on the other side, actually, because I thought it was a fun conversation. Uh, 713-780-ESPN. What backyard game are you winning a world championship in? Because Aaron Jones, he's on the brink of winning his first ever championship in this cornhole, uh, cornhole world championship. How close is he, actually? I have no idea. I don't he's just in the tournament. He's just the in the championship tournament. tournament. You know. It's just the great variety in the lives of the running backs of the Green Bay Packers. A.J. Dillon just wrote a children's book. Aaron Jones is a cornhole champion. Who do you think has a better fantasy fe- uh, season, Aaron Jones or uh, Dylan? Aaron Jones. Okay. All right. Good to know. 713-780-3776. Uh, what backyard game are you winning a world title in? And also, Joe has a fun would you rather for us. It's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. The best, most informed sports talk, noon to three. It's the Killer Bees. Joel Blank and Jeremy Brenham, live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios. Bees ESPN 97.5, ESPN 92.5. Uh, Pena said um, tetherball. I, I don't think uh, many people have tether poles in their backyard. I don't know I if it's see a backyard them a lot. Sport. I've seen them on some playgrounds. I've never understood how to play. I asked you in the break going... What's the object- objective? How do you win? Yeah. Well, how do you play? And Joe and I both at the same time when you described it, we're like, I'm out. Yeah, hard pass. Oh, I thought y'all disagreed with me. No, no I, just, I believe that that's, the, that's how you play. Yeah, I'm not I just playing don't. that. Yeah, one person, one person goes clockwise. The other person goes counterclockwise. Yeah, it was. I didn't like that game. It was not a very fun game. But wall ball, on the other hand, I loved wall, wall ball. Wall great. But again, is that a backyard game? That's more, more, that's more of a schoolyard yeah, game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't think that's much of a backyard game. Uh, 713-780-3776. 7593-CROSSNET is elite. All capital letters. Think Foursquare crossed with volleyball. How that sounds kind of fun. How do you set the net up? Oh, Foursquare. That's a great game. Foursquare is overrated. Oh, so overrated. <laughs> no. In another schoolyard game, not a backyard is bad game. No, tennis. I, we would play, we would play Foursquare. In the backyard? Yeah, four squares, just, fat, fat kids aerobics. You just chalk played, the driveway. I've never played four square in a backyard. Four but square I, is I, just I guess boring. You're right. It can be done. It you chalk done. the driveway. <laughs> Most people like, like pickleball. Most people like pickleball blankers. I don't think your take on pickleball is going to really win over a lot of people. I, I, I go to Lifetime Fitness. I see the amount of people that love pickleball on a daily basis. I don't understand it, but it's great. Should we, should we talk play. about my idea? What is oh, your yeah. idea? Pickleball tournament. We'll do a pickleball charity tournament. Do you think we would win as a show? Depends on who we're playing. You're just going to manage us, right? I'd probably be on a different team. I figured okay. you guys wouldn't want me. That's pretty much true. <laughs> I don't know. Like, How are we defining teams here? You two. And then versus like any listeners that enter. I don't know. We might get some ringers. Would you guys at least win versus the station? I think so. Oh, for sure. I, I don't think, think so there's too. another show that's beating us no. in pickleball. The best who do we, who would who would finish second? Let's Larry Bird this thing. Who's coming in second? I think Paul and Mapes. It's either Paul and Mapes or John and Lance. See, that's where I'm going with too. Like yeah. I think Granado and Lance can be pretty good. I think John and Lance can get I still it. know like, how they would pickleball, divide the wheelhouse. You call it fat person tennis, which I think is a little bit harsh. But those guys are former athletes, yeah. and pickleball kind of levels the playing field of athleticism for older people. Right, you don't have to run around yeah. as much. Yeah. What's what did you say, Joe? I don't know how you divide the wheelhouse into two teams, Andrew and. Cody, I don't. I think if all three played on the same team, it wouldn't matter. <laughs> Let them decide. Although BK was taking lessons down in Galveston a few weeks ago, so he might be polishing up his pickleball. If you had the, if you took the best tandem of the wheelhouse for pickleball, and you took the worst tandem of the wheelhouse of pickleball, what would be your top two? Who would be on the best team? The best tan- team Probably is BK, BK and, Andrew. and Andrew. That's what I would go with. 
Yeah. I was just making and sure you could unanimous. figure out the other half of that. Yeah. I think we can do the math yep. on that one. Uh, I'll sip my tea. Badminton, way harder than it looks. I've played a little bit of badminton. It is harder than it looks. So I wouldn't be. I'm, not, I'm okay at badminton, not a world champion. Good. Friend of, I can play badminton as well, but a friend of mine tells me yesterday that she was babysitting her 10 year old nephew and they were playing speed badminton. And I was like, huh. so is this like you alter like some kind of the rules or lower the net or do whatever? She goes, no, Google it. And she sent me a picture that the shuttlecock that you use for regular badminton is very long with the feathers or whatever. You know, those, the, the fake feathers. Birdie. Yeah, or the it's birdie, shuttlecock, whatever. Uh, shuttlecock's better for sports radio. That the ones for speed, they're the it's cut down, way down. So evidently the birdie takes a lot of curves and spins, and it's a lot more difficult to hit it. <laughs> and so it can, can be a lot more challenging to get to it and then hit it in. I had never heard of it until yesterday. I haven't heard of it at all. It sounds more difficult. And it's a thing. Hey, Air Platinum, not a backyard game, but I'm an advantage player at player at places like Dave & Buster's. I go in and clean up getting my kid whatever he wants. Playing what? I, I wonder. You I wonder say what, he, what it is? I'm sure he would if we asked. What is it, Well, Air okay, Air Platinum, Platinum he, because he you do that say. because you want us to ask. What is it? What is your best Dave & Buster's game? Ooh. I'm going air hockey. I would say either Papa Shot or... Uh, Lisa loves skee ball. I I think skee ball sucks. She loves. It's it. all right. It's a waste of tickets. It's all right. That's because you suck at it. I Probably mean, if you get it in the middle a couple of times or close to it. You can cl- you can get some quick point uh, tickets. I like air hockey the best of any of those. I think Papa Shot. I like how they have beer pong now. Do they really? Do they really? I didn't know yeah, that. Like Dave and Buster's. There's like it's Weird. like there's like the ten cups and like they give you like a bunch of those little. Like ping pong balls and how many you can make. It's great. I like a little racing games, too. Oh, those are fun. Like go-karts are pretty cool. I could be a world champion. Not a backyard game, but if we did a world championship in Birio Kart, I think I could win. What's that? What is that? Birio Kart. Sounds is like you- he's drinking and driving. Joe's got no, a lot you, of creative that's games. That's the rule. Is you can't drink and drive. So you have two beers. You do a Grand Prix in Mario Kart, so it's four races. <laughs> and the rules are is that you can't drink and drive. So you have to strategically drink your beer. So it's like you can so like three, two, one, go. You could chug your first beer and then start driving. You can't drink and drive. You know what I've learned in the this last what I did in college. Seventeen minutes. This is not. Is that be. Joe George has drunk a lot? Yeah, no. Cool. A lot. Whatever. Whatever made you he, doubt that he, for Joe, a second? Joe is not playing games. Joe is finding reasons to drink. Yeah. <laughs> we we turned NHL ninety four into a drinking game in college. Great game. Super Every time you gave up game. a goal, you had to take a shot. How did? How did you come about needing to create a Dave and Buster's game with beer and and racing games? Because they like to play, they like to game, and they like to drink. <laughs> yeah, we like to have a good time. <laughs> Pretty you simple. Would, you drink before you would play games with your boys before you go out to the party. Man, we would play games. Okay. What else? You just sit there and drink with each other. It's boring. Well, you could just compete True. like in Papa Shot. You can compete one right side by side in the racing games. You can compete if you want to chug beers. That's true. Yeah. Okay. They're just creating ways. <laughs> it shows you how much they were drinking. Is that Beer, they were doing more like a Dave and Buster's Beer, Olympics? Like, Joe's Beer, saying yes. more fun. <laughs> he's saying yes to everything you're saying, and he's like, "But we also did this." Yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying, like we had a good time in college. Sixty-one, eighty-one, world champion slip and slide. Uh, is there a competition oh, in slip and slide? How far you can go? Yeah, maybe. And then you hit the grass, and then it maybe, doesn't feel so good. Could be there could be a finish line. Could be a speed thing, like hitting the it grass or the way. end of the slip and slide. You and, could, yeah, you could go distance or you could go speed. Yeah. 
You could go either way. You could you could change it. You could have a little like slip inside Olympics. First well, one not to go to the hospital if you try and stand <laughs> up and do it. Slip inside Athlon or whatever. Uh, four seven seven six. Do Domino's count at a cookout? No, I don't think so. Like no, we're, it's more of a board game. Yeah, right. It's I, like, think it's I think Domino's dice card games. Those are board. Those are more classified <laughs> as like more board. Those aren't like. Backyard game. Zero three nine two. Nothing beats the chance of death from lawn darts, as you guys I'm were telling you. About. The darts. It's, it's More people game. talking about Foursquare. Like Foursquare. Like, what is the admiration with Foursquare? I just you just bounce the ball to the other side. I mean, if you're the like master the main, of the no look, you can, you can win Foursquare. Yeah. Did you ever play um, hacky sack? I, not, I wasn't uh, a big soccer player. I was so I, a lot bad of at we it. did it. We did it. People loved. It. We did it like in dead time at baseball. Really? Yeah. A lot. We did, um, what do you call it, with the, the fungo real quick at you from a close range? We would do fungo golf, too. What does it say on the back of the all the backstops in baseball, no whatever played here? Pe- uh, pepper. Pepper. We played pepper all the time, and then from the pepper, you'd play the flip game. Once you got it going, then you got in a half circle, and you had to flip it at each other. Yeah. Huh. What were you saying, Joe? I was saying Foursquare was just like the game. That was like an elite game when I was growing up. Really? Not for us. You didn't play a lot, Jeremy? We're I the same play, age, I basically. didn't play much for I, I don't think I've played a full game of Foursquare in my life. That's like what we did, like, recess, like, all the play, time. Joe's not going to take this well, and he probably recess. shouldn't. Most of the girls played Foursquare while we were playing either kickball, dodgeball, or other things. During during PE, rules. during recess, we would play football, and then every now and then soccer. Like, that's it. And then PE, we would play a lot of, you know... Um, were you playing it in the open division, or were you playing we would play, in the girls' we would play rounds? Basketball the- a lot, but I went to a school that did. You guys seen those basketball hoops that for like kids, like on playgrounds that aren't basketball hoops? Yeah, like they're the circle with like, but the ball comes out like three different spots. Oh yeah, oh, those yeah. things suck. Yeah, we would so have we wouldn't those play because it's like that's what we would have. Why yeah, were those on the? Why were those on the rim? No, it like, wasn't on the rim. It was just a, it was like a tether pole, but yeah. that was on the top of it. Oh, yeah. So it's we like we didn't have like too. a real basketball hoop at like the elementary school I went to, so yeah. we never played. Yeah, we had a full court and we did. We played knockout a lot than when we had them. Knockout, did y'all play strikeout? Game. No, maybe. growing up, I don't know. Where don't you just know. put the strike zone on on a wall and you play one on one and you judge based on where the balls hit if it's a single, double, triple. No, I had friends. I, I played it with friends. <laughs> oh, that's what that's what John Boy and those guys do. With their warehouse wiffle ball league. See, but we wouldn't do it with a wiffle ball. We would do it. Real men play with a rubber coated hardball, so that those are the best. Yeah, but then we we would get a little dangerous because it's one thing if you're playing it off the school wall and it's just the playground behind you, so wherever the ball goes is fine. When you start playing it in the neighborhood with the harder rubber ball, and you realize that can break windows and do some damage to cars, it's Ooh. a different story. One seven nine zero said spike ball is the modern day four square. So I've seen spike ball. Spike ball sounds fun. Is, are, is it net that separates? No, that's like the trampoline thing. Oh, it, it's oh, like the oh, little oh. round. Well, I'm talking about the texture thing. that said it. Think the, volleyball in four square. That was like the cross net thing. Oh, I've never cross seen net. cross net. You have to hell of a hell of a net. AR Platinum got back to us on his Dave and Buster games. Yeah. Zombie Snatcher, Quick Drop, Monster Drop. Those what? are the games that are 100 percent skill. Those? I've never heard never of heard them. of any of them. He said I researched the user manuals. <laughs> he said, Play Not surprising. Not AR, surprising from my man AR Platinum. AR Platinum's taking it for real. Seriously, Revenge of the Nerds. They chugged a beer and then rode a tricycle. Tackle the man on the ball was what fun. Is- when you played wall ball, would you play pegs? What's what's, what's so that? wall ball? Like if you, you can hit you, someone. Yeah, if wall ball. If you don't catch the ball cleanly, you have to go touch the wall, or somebody would pick up the ball and either hit the wall first, and you were out, or they would peg you, and you were out. Yeah, yeah. we played pegs. We played pegs, pegs too. Yeah, I didn't call it pegs, but yeah, 
What'd you call it? I don't call it anything. You're out. Oh, okay. Um, cool. Uh, what's the would you rather you had for us, Joe George? Uh, I saw this on Twitter. Would you rather make $300 million win no championships in MVP, a.k.a. be James Harden, Yeah. or make $54 million and win seven titles and be Robert Ory? Blankers? Well, instead of begging for Hall of Fame credibility, I would be in the Hall of Fame, regardless of what I won or didn't want, and I'd have a whole lot of money to, to boot if I'm James Harden. And the last time I checked, Charles Barkley doesn't have a championship, and he has been doing just fine. I'm going to take the James Harden career. Did you know the latest Joe George drinking game? No. He drinks every time you mention Charles Barkley. That's not true. <laughs> um, was Branham taking a shot? James Harden. Like, you'd be six times the earnings. This is yeah. an easy question. Like, I have a family to support. Like, I'm trying to set up yeah, their future. Like, give me, give me six times the amount of money. This is a stupid question. But it's $300 million. It's fi- you're still pretty, like... Great off. You, you've made million, six times less. And you have seven championships. You okay. Like I'm taking the seven titles. You're taking fifty four million and seven titles yeah, I'm three hundred million, yeah. million dollars? I, I'm good with fifty four million and and can seven I, titles. Can Maybe I add either. something to this that may change your mind no matter what you think you may get in out of those seven championships? Kareem Abdul Jabbar just sold his two MVPs, all of his championship rings, and a couple other trophies that he had won. He got two point two million dollars for that. That three hundred and some million that I'm making means something to me, and it's got a whole lot of value to it. Here's Joe. Let me. Let me. Would you rather make three hundred thousand dollars per year every year of your career, okay, or fifty four thousand dollars a year every year of your career, but you've won seven Marconis? I'm an egotistical prick, so I'll take the Marconis. What? That's ridiculous. No, wow. that's not true. I'd take the 300000 you, you, your, your final answer was already locked in. Because, but there's a difference. You're stuck with a whole bunch 54K, of twisted metal and a freaking small salary. 54K doesn't get me salary. anything. It gets me basically what I have in my life right now. I just get Marconi's. But $54 million, like you're still you're still set up for generations. And you're rolling into here, aren't you? Not if you're Antoine Walker. You're <laughs> gambling it all away. $300 million's not enough for Antoine Walker, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's not part of the equation here. Do you remember that story? Yeah, it's nuts. He got it's arrested wild. on the driving range. I didn't know that one. He got arrested in the on the driving range. I believe it was at the celebrity tournament in Tahoe because they're obviously associated with Harrah's and the casinos. And he owed so much money that he showed up to play in the tournament and the casino representatives were waiting for him. Yeah, that's yeah. He he had an interesting life. 713-780-3776. That's good. I hope it goes better for him the rest of the way. Cash them or trash them. What are the hot takes and overreactions that you want to cash or trash? 713-780-3776 and we have our our own as well. It's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. <laughs> Prepare for overreaction on my mark. It's that time of the week where overreactions are not only welcome, they're celebrated. They say Muhammad Ali was the greatest of all time, but he never fought Cassius Clay. It's Cashem or Trashem with the Killer Bees. This is your hot take. Hmm. Give us a hot spoonful of your opinion. What are your hot takes and overreactions? Do you want the Killer Bees to cash or trash? 
713-780-ESPN. HRP listener line, 713-780-3776. What you got, Blankers? First one for me was the old, it started because of the first appearance in Summer League of one Victor Wembenyama when everybody was losing their mind on social media. And people were saying that he is going to be nothing more than a glorified role player. Uh, and, and I'll take it a step further, won't be rookie of the year this year. Cash. Agree on both. I don't think. I, I think he's going to be a player in the NBA. I don't. I think it's silly to overreact on summer league. Like we're not. These guys aren't drafted based on what they're going to do over the summer of their rookie year. It's what they're going to do over the over next their five, seven, ten in their career. I think Victor's going to be fine. I don't know if Victor's going to be the second coming. Um, but I don't think Woj? he's going. I don't think, think Woj the, might be eating his words at a certain point. Yeah, yeah, I think I so. do too. I don't think he's going to be the Rookie of the Year, though. I don't think his game is ready to win Rookie of the Year year one. I think there's better options. I think there's better options out there than, than Victor Wimbanyama. I don't think he's going to win Rookie of the Year. I well, cash we, it. We, we talked about that when the odds first came out. I think it was like a minus like three or four hundred favorite. Yeah, it's changed pretty dramatically. It he, should. He's down to a plus one thirty. Scoots a plus one fifty. See, the way I look at it, and it goes a little step further than even. Jeremy, in terms of it's one thing to say you're playing against has-beens, wannabes, and trying to hang ons at the summer league. It's another thing to say that he ain't ready physically for the NBA in his first year. And and not only physically, but the speed of the entire game as opposed to wherever he's played previously. And I think that adjustment is real. And then when you look at Giannis when he came in the league, until Giannis became the Adonis of muscles and strength and, and put on weight and be able to was able to become who he was. I'm not going to ever, I'm not selling short Victor long-term in his career being an extremely successful NBA player. I think Woj was way off base saying he might be the greatest first-round pick ever. But I think it's going to take a year or two before he truly settles in so we can see what he can be. So I, I think it's ridiculous for all the people that thought just right from the get-go like Woj that this dude was going to be, you know, LeBron. Yeah. So I'm I'm cashing this, not rookie of the year. Where yeah. were you at? I'll not- cash that as well. Okay. I think I just think Scoot once Dame gets traded is going to put up way more impressive numbers. Yep. And Pop is weird with rookies. He doesn't always True. play them a ton. He doesn't always let them, you know, and what he played I mean I know they were good, so it's a little bit different. It's apples and oranges here, but Kawhi Leonard played very little and he was an impactful player right away, but he would just sit you like, have to go back and look at how he treated Duncan and Robinson, and those teams were better. Granted, but so he maybe eased you those could guys sit in more. I'm sure he used Duncan a lot. I'm sure Duncan probably started every game. I would think year. he should. Yeah, Victor. Victor's not. But I mean, Duncan was three years of college at least. Was he not? Well, maybe even four. I don't remember. But Duncan was like a polished player. Not Victor Duncan. That's what I said. I thought you said Victor was. I think I said Duncan, but I don't know Regardless. for sure. Don't no, played at least. Was it three or four? I, I think years? He played three away. But he at least three yeah. years polished was ready to go right away. Victor's got a. Victor's raw. Victor's got a long way well, to go. It, it, just look at Chet from coming into the league before he got hurt to even this year. He put on thirteen pounds. You know, you have to. You have to understand. Even when he was playing in that Seattle summer league where he got hurt, when you start playing against the dudes in the NBA, it's a whole new ball game, and you ain't ready for it right now. Let me piggyback off of that one. Chet Holmgren will have a better career than Victor Wimbanyama. Ooh. That is a good one. Oh, boy. Trash. What? Trash. I can't do it. Chet is way more polished Chet than offensive like player. He, way more Chet polished got than the memo. player. I'll say this. Chet looks like he got the memo because I was ready to – I was hoping and praying that somehow, some way the, that OKC was going to take him because I didn't want him here. 
because I thought he was going to be more of a bust than anything else. Looking at what he did while he was out and now how he's played since he's come back, and I don't care who he's playing against, he's defending. He's willing to go up and block shots. He's understanding who he is as a player. I might lean Chet might be turn out better than Victor Wembanyama. Chet's going to be a better offensive player. I think so. But see, I I don't know if I agree with that because while like Chet, it seems like some of the inside stuff right now looks better. Like Wembanyama's got this like KD thing to his game that we just haven't really seen. Where someone brought, I watched Chet play in high school. Chet can bring it up. I don't yeah. think I think Victor. I think Victor's offensive game is super overrated. Like I think he's going to be a problem defensively because he's so tall and he can protect the rim. Now, defending on the perimeter, I think it's going to be a big issue for Victor. Victor doesn't have great handles. Like Victor can like cross over for a big man, but first, he's sloppy. To, yeah, yeah. He's sloppy. He's long. You get these quicker defenders that can like stick their hand in and steal it. The other night That's against Portland happen. in the summer league, he tried to do a quick crossover, trying to bring the ball. He he went face first down on the floor, yeah. tripped over his own feet, and I'm going. I watched Chet play in high school in some pretty high-stakes games where he was bringing it up and pulling up the three-ball. Chet's got way better handles can, than Victor. Yeah, I, way better handles ball. than Victor. Like Victor's, I think Victor's going to be good, but it's going to take a while for it Victor is. to be good, and they have to get him playing to his strengths. I don't think Victor's strengths going to be breaking guys off off the dribble. Like it's going to be post up, rise and fire. Get him like a jumper from the elbow. Maybe develop a post game. I don't think he's ever going to be somebody who can drive by you with his handles. See, I think Victor could be a better post player than Chet, but he doesn't want to be. I don't think he could get. Probably he's, gonna, he's probably going to get ten plus points a game just yep. on quick putbacks and, and, and one handed dunks where he doesn't even have to jump the first time. He grabs the rebound. He's going over people. Yep. Whereas Chet's going to beat you in a variety of different ways. He might not average as many points because he's not down low like that, getting those those chippies. But Chet's going to beat you in a variety of different ways. I, I'm lean, I would. I'm going Chet right now. I'm fascinated I'm with surprised. how. I'm fascinated with how Pop's going to use Victor. Like if it, if if it were me, I'm going Jeff Van Gundy. I'm beefing him up and I'm making him a post player. Can he step out to the three point line? Be a See, catch that's and not shoot three NBA, Though you know it, uh, Jokic. Yeah, but I think Embiid? they don't want him to beef up that much because they like that whole stretch five. I don't, but I don't think that's in his best interest. I think his best interest, if we were trying to make him as good a player as he can possibly be, I think the best version of Victor Wimbanyama is a post-up machine. And I don't know that. Now, Pop is the kind of guy that would do it because he's old school. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't think Victor will go for it, for the record. I don't think Victor's going to go for it. I, I think most modern-day NBA coaches, the younger NBA coaches, are not going to try and preach that because it's all about threes and layups and, and all that stuff. I'm cool with him catching and shooting But watching threes. him play in Summer League, he does have an, a really innate sense of being able to get putbacks, follow-ups, catch balls off the rim. It's because he's so long. Yeah, and, and because he can also finish without jumping and dunk over people, mm-hmm. that I think that that's a, that would be a, a really good way to use him. He, he's, he's definitely not going to want to do it. No, prob- no, he's not. You're right. I want him to be 10 to 15 feet within the basket at all times, sometimes pick and pop threes. He does I don't want him touch. handling the ball. Look, as bad as he shot it in the first game, he does have touch and the ability to shoot the ball. I've seen him shoot the three and shoot the mid-range. He's capable. And knock it down. But I think he was like in the 20s from three-point shooting percentage. Like, it's but again, not good. When capable, you get, when yes, you get a, good, a guy no. not maybe quite as tall as him, but at more physical, it's going to be a problem for him. Yeah, it is. It is. What you got? Uh, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I'm going to use someone else's this week because this take is interesting. Oh. I think Andy Reid, me, Joe, he's the best offensive coach of all time. I think that's already been decided. Done. Michael Vick said on a podcast that he thinks Andy Reid is the best coach of all time, better than Bill Belichick. Has Vick ever played for Bill Belichick? No. Has he ever played for Andy Reid? Yep. Mm-hmm. 
There you go. But his argument is that the success that Andy Reid had in Philadelphia, Bill Belichick has never had anywhere. But the difference is That's inaccurate. the ultimate the ultimate def- definition of a successful coach is winning. And Belichick has won like no other, especially when it comes to Super Bowls. So, you know, you can you can be like Paul Westhead's Lakers and be Showtime and be everybody's most exciting, must-watch, fun game to watch with the great teams that finish. If you don't finish by winning a title, you really haven't done anything. And Belichick finished the deal more than anybody. So yeah. I would trash that. Trash. I think the only argument is that all those NFC title games that Andy Reid went to, like he had like really great success in Philadelphia. He just didn't get all the way over. But when you got but a quarterback, that the, ball partly? I don't know. You got the one time you went to the Super Bowl, your your quarterback puked on the field, like. And look what he's done now that he has a Brady esque quarterback in Mahomes. All he does is win. Can so, Andy Reid pass Belichick with Super Bowl wins? I don't know if he'll coach long enough. That's the hard part. I don't see. I don't think Andy Reid's going to go anywhere while Mahomes is still around. At least not until he like shouldn't. the twilight of his career. So you think I think he'll he's like, having too much fun. He's having fun, and, and it's a lot. You know, would you yeah, win as much as they're going to win, regardless if they yeah. win it all or not? And no you're getting stress. a lot of money to do it. Like he's not going anywhere. No. He has zero. Cheeseburgers zero. are made all like, over is the it, place. Is it crazy to think like Mahomes could play for another 15, 20 years? That's a lot. That's yeah. That's, I would go more like twelve. And with the money that he's how, making, he's like twenty eight, right? That. Yeah, I think I, let's go twelve. Yeah, Swins, I, just, I don't know. I don't even think he goes that far. Mahomes? Yeah. I, I think, think at about 38. Well, he's got eight years left on a 10-year contract. Yeah, I think I at think. about 38, he goes, I've made a boat ton of money. I'm still healthy. Maybe. If I still got everything going for me and I've won multiple titles, I'm out. It's how many, hard how it's many like, titles? How many titles does Mahomes get? He's got Four. two. He already has two. I think he gets the five. So you think he gets five overall? Yeah. Mahomes. So if Andy Reid stays with him the entire time, that means Reid has five titles. Belichick has eight. Like, how can you say right. that Reed's been, like, better? I was it's just hard four, because it's like with I was Belichick. Going four for Mahomes. If you go five, it still doesn't put Randy Reed at the same level as Bill yeah. Belichick. Because, like, Belichick has the failures of before Tom Brady. I think he actually was better than people give him credit I for. Agree. I would agree. But, like, the, what happens post Tom Brady so far is tough. Okay. And the recency bias, I think a lot of this is recency bias, is that if any coach in the NFL did what Bill Belichick last year, they would have got fired. Putting but, Joe but Judge and Matt Patricia's offensive oh, coordinators. Yeah. Andy, Andy, Reed, Andy Reed has Patrick Mahomes. That's the thing. Okay. You have Tom Brady, but yeah. you, Tom Brady, from where he was drafted to his limitations running and doing all the things that Pat, Pat Mahomes can do in his sleep and, and never really putting tons of weapons around him offensively, and they still won and won all the time yeah, and won titles. But Andy Reid went to, what, five NFC title games with the Eagles? He resurrected Michael Vick's career. He had the number one offense in the NFL with Alex Smith. Good. Like, I mean, Alex Smith was a good player. Mike Vick was a good player. So Andy Reid gets the Dr. Phil Award for good coaching, Bill, but I don't think that he like, gets I think, the best I, coach of all time. I think he's uh, – but is he number one offense? Like, would you guys cash that? I would, I would cash I think, that, I would yeah. cash okay. that. I think yeah. Andy Reid's underrated, for the record. Oh, I think yeah. Andy Reid is underrated. I agree with that. I, I think he's finally getting more due because of this run with the Chiefs than he should have gotten with the Eagles. Who would you rather just, have a beer with? He's not with? better than – oh, Reid. King of Twitch just asked that. Andy Reid. Without question. And a cheeseburger, yeah. please. Um, look, like we, we dock Bill Belichick points because we well, did it with Brady. Andy Reid's doing it with Mahomes. 
Yeah, I guess my argument to like side with Michael Vick a little bit here is that he did have great success with McNabb, Vick, okay. and Alex Smith. Bill Belichick won 11 games with Matt Castle. He took the Cleveland Browns to 11 wins in the playoffs when the Cleveland Browns were the dog pound Browns, and he took Mac Jones to the playoffs as a rookie. That's like, true. Bill Belichick has some accolades outside of Tom Brady. Are they Super Bowls? No, but there's some milestones. Andy Reid doesn't have any sort of championships outside and of, of Pat Mahomes. Degenerate Gambler says Andy Reid, no cheating scandals. It's true. That is true. It's a good counterpoint. Uh, 713-780-ESPN. What are you cashing? What are you trashing? Uh, are the Astros World Series good? One baseball really good player uh, says Ooh. that they are. It's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Before we go to the break, tell you about the good people at Apollo Men's Health. Been telling you about them for several years now, and it's because they get results. They get people feeling better, having more energy, and taking better care of themselves on a daily basis. Even when you think your get-up-and-go has got up and went and there's nothing that's going to bring it back, you got to make an appointment with the people at Apollo Men's Health because they'll tell you completely the opposite. They'll tell you you can get it back, feel better than ever, and have all the energy and strength that you need going forward to take the best care of yourself and have the best life. Go to ApolloMH.com right now. Check out the website. See all the different ways that they can have services that can help you. If there's a couple that makes sense to you, sign up for your first appointment. Because when you do, you're going to find out most major insurance is accepted. There's discounts for military personnel and first responders. More importantly than that, you're going to find out you're going to get a bunch of people in that office that care about getting you results. They're going to ask you tough questions. Give them honest answers. Tell them when you're lacking. It could be the boardroom to the weight room to the bedroom. They'll find you the answers you need, put you on a program that works, and get you the results you're looking for. It's really that simple. You want to lose up to six pounds a week? Check into the FDA-approved semi-glutide they're offering where you can actually lose weight quickly. You want to get in a workout program. They've got everything for you to recover quicker, to actually chart your progress, to know how you're going with your body fat going down and, and your muscle mass going up. You want to get more energy on a daily basis? It could be everything from a B12 shot to all the different ways they offer hormone therapy for both men and for women. And I see the men and the women in the lobby on a daily, on a weekly basis when I'm in there, and they cannot stop raving about the results they're getting. Check them out today and tell them I sent you by. You can get a free B12 shot or a body comp analysis on your first official visit. But check them out regardless because they're going to help you on a daily basis. They're good people doing great things. They're the people at Apollo Men's Health. Time to get back to sports school with the Killer Bees, Joel Blank and Jeremy Branham, live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios on ESPN 97.5. Classes in session. Uh, are the Astros World Series good? Uh, fan graphs, they had their odds of chances to win the World Series title. The Astros still have the fifth best odds to win it all, 5.5%. This is before you know any sort of potential trades, although all these teams have chances to make trades. Atlanta has the best odds, nearly 25%. The Dodgers, 12%. Tampa Bay, 11 Toronto, 55 5.6%. Houston, 55 I would never bet on the Dodgers. <laughs> the Dodgers, to me, are like the Utah Jazz of, of, of playoffs. They got the bubble chip. Okay, congrats. But other than that, like, they're a great regular season team that everybody's, you know, giving the best odds to every year. And every year they find a way to not do what they were supposed to do. And until they do in a real season, a full season, with everything on the line, I'm never going to believe in the Dodgers. I feel like this is one of the lesser Dodger teams, too. I, like, too. I know that they're winning games, I guess. MVP is the video coordinator. <laughs> Like, Betts is having a good year. Freeman's having a good year. J.D. Martinez is having a little bit of resurgence. Like, Will Smith is doing good. Max Muncy's like a factor. But their pitching's not, like, they don't have Bueller, uh, Kershaw, twilight of his career. They had another pitcher went down recently, too. Bueller's not back. I think that was kind of a timing Uh, thing. Yeah, Dustin May. No, 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 but uh, he's had 
he he was put on the IL with more shoulder issues. Oh, okay. So like, there you go. There's an issue. Yeah. Like I, the, the Dodgers don't seem to me like the Dodgers. They got two of rookies in the memory. rotation right now. The Astros saw both of them, and yeah, they also, which are, they are pretty good. They are they're rookies. live arms, but yeah, yeah, they're raw. They also know that their bubble championship wasn't real. That's they, right. They yeah. admitted to that. Did you guys see that? Well, I, I think not. one person said they want a real title. Well, Corey Seager admitted to it. He was. What team does he play for now? The Rangers. He said he wants a real title, so at least he knows that his title in 2020 well, is fake. All over that. Could could I argue with you guys? You 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 really support? Could I argue shit. with you guys? What is this could show? Could I argue or not? with you guys? Uh, I never. I'm, I'm not a very argumentative person. No, <laughs> not by nature or by your job. No, I don't know why you guys think this about me. You can make a case that the COVID championship of 2020 was the most difficult championship to win. Most difficult championship to win no. was the 2020 World Series. No. Why not? They had more rounds than any other round in playoff history. They had to how many rounds did they have? they had to win four rounds. They had didn't less they? regular regular season games than any season in yep. history. Right, but why regular season we're talking about the postseason. Like we're trying, we're I'm saying talking about the whole season. I understand and you have a fair point. But if we're talking about just the postseason, which is how I framed it, the 2020 postseason was the most difficult postseason to win. Okay. My answer to that is no. You because had one more round than you, in any other time. I know, but what was the first round? Was best it of three. Best of three. Which is very, very difficult to do. You had a wild card series, so you had to win a best of three. But there was no road Then you game. had to win a best of five. Then you had to win a best of seven. Then you had to win a best of seven. The 2020 postseason and the World Series champion was the only time in baseball history where the World Series champion had to win four series to win it all. I understand that, but I think the regular season matters. Because, it matters a ton. Because the, what we're seeing with the Astros go through right now, like the Dodgers didn't really have to go through that. Like they didn't have to go through 162 of, of going through their guys and and injuries really yeah, building Wear and up. tear matters. Injuries matter. Road trips matter. I mean, and all of like, that stuff factors in. The, the amount of games matter. The And I, I think that's really what it comes down to because like the Spurs championship in uh, 90, 99, 99, in theory, should be the same as the bubble. The reason why it's not and the reason why that championship is validated is because they won more championships. They didn't just win the shortened season championship. Good point. The Dodgers' only championship is the bubble. So it – or, yeah, it, so it less it validates it less. And I think that's the same for the Lakers. Like, it, it equals the same thing. You only won a championship when Anthony Davis, all he could do was focus on basketball. Like, he couldn't do whatever he does to where he's normally not healthy. Like, they were – all you could do was focus on baseball. And they cheated. For the record, I'm I'm with you guys. Like this is a fake year. Like yeah. the 2020 season in baseball was a gimmicky fake year. You played a 60 game regular season. You added this wild card series. You had eight teams in the playoffs. Now it is like why I do I put an asterisk next to the Dodgers World Series? I do give them credit for winning four playoff series and being the last team standing in this gimmicky playoff bracket with very little fans, most of the time with no fans at all. You're not going to the other team's city. You're not going to the other team's ballpark. You're not playing in front of a road environment at all. So I'm with you guys. Now, I, I do give them credit for winning four series on their way to a quote-unquote fake championship. I it's a don't gimmick put, chip. It's a gimmick chip. That's a great way to put it. 
I don't put any stock in the 2020 season, period. When I'm looking at like players' numbers, I don't put any stock in those numbers from the 2020 season. I do not recognize the 2020 season, period. The regular season, the postseason, 2020, from my point of view, did not happen. Dodgers, you won four series, the, the most that's ever happened in a postseason in Major League Baseball history. It was a fake year, though, so you lose credit for all of that. Yeah, no, I, th- that's what I said. And, you know, the wear and tear on a pitcher, we saw it with Verlander. You know, no matter how much you try and, and coddle and nurse him through a season, at the end of the season, if you've thrown a lot of innings, and, and especially with younger pitchers that have, you know, put innings on their, their arm that they haven't really done in the past or uh, haven't really experienced, you're a different pitcher come postseason when you've played the full 162 and you've gone through that kind of grind. Yep. And so you're, after 60 games, you're seeing guys where the pitchers were just coming into form. Their arms were feeling great. They weren't taxed and overused like we're talking about with the Astros pitchers this year. You're looking at a situation where you were basically just as fresh as you could be with no travel, no, you know, no back-to-back nights where you're going from city to city and getting in at 4 a.m. and all the different things that factor in with injuries. I, I, I call it a gimmick chip, and, and I always will. Yeah. And frankly, like... Remember the schedule, too. Like, remember they didn't have days off? Like, you played seven consecutive games. Your like double the Astros, The Astros raised... I'm talking about the playoffs. Astros raised ALCS when the Rays jumped out of COVID. And the Rays jumped out ahead of the Astros 3 nothing. The Astros forced a game seven. They played seven consecutive days. Like, it's not your real schedule. I understand you're not traveling, but pitchers aren't getting days right, off. Right. Like, it's not... It wasn't a real postseason. Yeah, and like, you know, the, the whole, even the regular season, you're playing double headers yep. over seven innings. Like, and, and oh, honestly, yeah, like, that. imagine if the Astros won that World Series. Everyone would definitely say it's not a real championship because the Astros should not have been in the playoffs. Yeah. They were like the ninth seed or True. whatever. They got hot at the right time. Yeah. <laughs> I know a, that Zach Grinke made a lot of friends. I try to forget that entire year, not only for baseball, Jose but Jose Abreu, life. not a real MVP. Sorry. Uh, 2020 season was fraud all the, all the way around. Uh, 713-780-ESPN. Got a little sidetracked there. 713-780-3776. Are Zach, the Astros World Series good? Zach Grinke made a lot of friends, by the way. Though. <laughs> he he, more loved, friends than he's he ever loved had. living with the cardboard cutouts. And they loved him. Yes. <laughs> there was a lot of lifetime friendships made there. Are the Astros World Series good? One very overrated baseball player thinks they, they are. It's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5.